Hi everyone, my name is Jordy. I'm one of the hosts of the Cultivate Her podcast and this is a brand new series that we're starting. We are we don't know what we're going to call it yet, but we are going to be interviewing female entrepreneurs who we think can provide some value through their stories, through the things that we've been and we want to kick the series off with our first mompreneur, Alicia Small. And we hope that you can get some value from our journey. Thank you. And we hope you enjoy. So when you're told you're not good enough, you tell them, not only am I good enough, I'm more than enough. I am 22. Oh, well, yeah. So I had my son when I was 21. I turned 22 the next week. Okay. You can wait. It's like <laughs> You can wait. I love yeah. my children, but I definitely yeah. can wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm 22. I'm turning 23 in January. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that... I'm turning 23 in January. Yeah. So... Yeah, do your thing, live life. When it's that time for you, and you, it's never a right time. It, it's the right it's, time for you. It's whatever's when, the right time for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, and it's the right time for you when it's the right time for you. And that's all, but you don't have to rush this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, because we definitely ha- have to get into that too, you know, because I think that for listeners, for people that's starting on their journey for mm-hmm. people that's on their journey and stuff I and this ties in because I like people I yeah. I love people you you know and just like that guy that you were talking to to like feeling and seeing how he, he he was full of life like scaling out those stories like making more people hear it that that's another reason I like to do this too you know because i i feel like it's an evolution of the, co- the kind of communication i do pictures come we're gonna have some nice pictures today Thank you. <laughs> we're gonna have some nice it. pictures today and, and we're gonna do this so let us start okay let's start from the beginning you know i want to know what kind of person first of all what's your name and introduce yourself to everyone that's listening right now Okay, so my name is Alicia Small. I am a 35-year-old Brooklyn native, and I am a mother, an entrepreneur, a wife, a motivational speaker, a mentor, a healer, everything. I do everything. Oh, the resume? Uh, yeah, I oh, do, I resume. do everything, yes. <laughs> oh, you got the resume. All right, so what kind of person were you when you were younger? I was very shy. Yeah. I was shy. I was very reserved. I was very close to my mom. I, 
I, I can set I can say it now, but I was a sneaky child. <laughs> like you know, if you left me somewhere long enough, I was definitely wreaking havoc somewhere. Yeah. And you're sneaky. I was I was a very sneaky child, but very you know very reserved. I wasn't outgoing. I wasn't into sports. I wasn't. I was just shy, a, a good listener, though. Was that because that's all you were like naturally, though? Yeah, that's that's who I was naturally. Okay. There was a, a lot of things going on outside of me. Um, there was a lot of dysfunction going on in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, at the time, the, at the time that I came, my dad was what you call like a functioning alcoholic. Okay. He worked for the city of New York. He worked for MTA, and um, but he he was also battling alcoholism. My mom was a registered nurse, but there was also some domestic violence going on in the house. Okay. So I think that contributed a lot to just me being quiet, not saying too much, being really reserved, you know, watching what I did, watching what I said, because at home there was negative ramifications behind saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. So I didn't put myself out there you know, as much I was a bigger child, you know, I battled with like um, being overweight all my life, so I wasn't confident. So, so when around when did you become aware of this? Like aware of you really being a little bit closed off, you could say. Like honestly, ten years ago. Ten. Okay. Ten years ago was when I started the transition to my my higher self. And I, how old how old were you ten years ago? I was twenty six, twenty five. Okay. Turning twenty six, mm-hmm. and that's when I started to notice that I needed to change. I didn't know how to change. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to go about getting help. Yeah. I just knew I wanted to change, and it, it was like a ten year period. So it was a long, hard time for me because that's not oh you wake up and you want to change, but. And then it just happens. Ten years was the transitional part. But mm-hmm. remember, I lived 25 years yeah. a certain way. So that was the start of undoing things. And even now, I have some kinks still to work out. I think that self-development is a lifelong process yeah. anyway. And just learning new things about myself as a 35-year-old mother yeah. and a wife. Um, it's, it's a lifelong process. But that's when I started to say, like, you know, hey, um, you know, it's not right that you can't communicate. Yeah. You feel like that's, I don't think that that's right. I don't think that that's healthy. Things started to click for me. And yeah. then I started handling things one by one. All right. So tell me about some of the businesses that you started for yourself too, because I want to go there and then I want to work backwards from there. Okay. So why, tell me some of the businesses that you've been running for yourself. And then we're going to dive into whichever one feels right. We're going to dive into it. My first business ever, mm-hmm. um, I started a hair company, and I was doing that. And this was around when? This is why this was in, while I was working for the Department of Ed, but I, I wasn't knowledgeable. How old were you? I was. This was about like seven years ago. Okay, so seven years ago, you so were. I was turning thirty. Oh. I was 29, 28. Okay, so you're 28? Yeah. 28 sounds right. 28, yeah. Okay, so 28, working for the Department of Education, and 
you started a hair company. I started okay. a hair company. I, w- I wasn't as knowledgeable as I am today. And I didn't take advantage of having um, two streams of income. Okay. Right? Because I had just had my daughter, Logan. She was a newborn. And I knew that I wanted to start my own business. And I just jumped out there. But it was a lot for me. My husband was incarcerated. I had a brand new baby. My 13-year-old at the time was like seven. Mm-hmm. So I have two small kids. Yeah. And just not being knowledgeable about business, motherhood being overwhelming, not have, still not having that self-development part down. So when you made a business, what did you do? You know, actually... Yeah, because you say you didn't know some stuff, so, like, what did... I was selling hair, Okay, you were selling hair. I was selling hair. Okay. And I had a a nice amount of clientele. However, what was going on with me personally outweighed... Okay. You know, what I needed to be doing business-wise, so I just stopped. It was too much for me at the time. I couldn't handle... I couldn't find that balance, so I just stopped. Two years later, I started my private transportation company okay yeah two years later yeah two years later i started my private transportation company and that's when you're 30 this is when i was 30 okay so when you're 30 you started the private transportation 30 31 yeah i was turning 31 i started a private transportation service and i had a little bit more fuel behind me because at this point i was just tired of working i was Again, I had two small children, and we were... And you're working for the DOE? I'm working for... For for how long? Like, what were you doing there? So, I was an enrollment specialist. So, basically, I worked downtown Brooklyn at 65 Court Street, and we worked in... It looked like a call center. So, we dealt with enrollment processes from pre-K all the way up until high school. Okay. Uh, that the that that process when the, the parents put in the application they want to choose the school whatever school yeah. they want to go to in the city and I did that but I wasn't fulfilled I wasn't happy I was getting up maybe about four in the morning again I had a, a fairly young baby yeah. two young kids and we were coming from the north side of Williamsburg I didn't have a vehicle at this time also, no I in the beginning I didn't have a vehicle yeah. so. So you was on the train. So we were either taking a cab, we were either taking the bus, you know, whatever it was until I got the car. Okay. And I had to drop them off in Bedford-Stuyvesant to my in-laws. Then I went, because there's no park in downtown Brooklyn, then I had to find a park, then get on the bus, then take the bus back <laughs> and get the kid. You know, so it was yeah. just like, okay, so now I'm physically tired. That's yeah. part one. Yeah. Part two... I have a child that's in elementary school, and he's at the age where he needs homework help. He needs this attention. Yeah. Um, he was a child that um, my son had a, a speech and language delay, a slight cognitive delay. So, you know, he needed that special attention that we're getting up at four, but we're not getting home until after seven. I don't want to do any homework. I barely want to cook. These things still need to be And that adds up, too. So, not only am I physically tired, I'm mentally tired, and we're still kind of struggling financially. Okay. So. And you were still lived around here at that time? I, I live here. Okay. Copy. And um, I, I was just saying, like, it has to be a better way. Like, if I'm going to be tired like this, I have to be tired and be happy 
You know, I have okay. to be tired and be putting all the energy that I'm putting I in. I feel like that's a big part of the process. Yeah, all the energy that I'm putting in, all the hard work that I'm putting in, I can be actually living my dreams. It could be for, for me and, and my children and my legacy. So I remember it like it was yesterday. I wanted to leave early. I think I wanted to get my hair done or something, but I had the time. <laughs> it didn't matter. I had the time. So... Um, my supervisor, which who was the same age as me, and I think that it was kind of like a pride thing too, okay. that pushed me because she was the same age as me, and uh, she was the manager. And basically, she told me that, like, I had to, even though I had the time, I had to have an excuse for leaving, and I just thought that that was crazy. I'm just like, I I work, you know, for this time. So basically, if I didn't have a note coming back Monday, that you know there would be process. Uh, whatever had to be done so and there would be a chance that I could lose my job and I was furious at that point and you know I never knew that let me go back and say I didn't know that I want to be a business owner I didn't know exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted to do yeah what I always knew was that I didn't like anyone telling me what to do yeah because they told you that you were going to lose the job if you didn't have your note. And I didn't like the fact that someone else helped me and my children's destiny in their hands. That's how you were feeling at the time. And I couldn't have that. So something as simple as like, where was I going to get a note like from the hairstyle? Like, what, <laughs> you know, what was I going to do? And yeah. then at that point, it was just like, jump now or be at somebody's mercy for the rest of your life. And I couldn't do that. So I said... Whatever's waiting on the other side for me, it, it has to be better than this. Like, I can't feel like this. You know, here's somebody that's the same age as me that's going to say, well, today you can feed your kids, tomorrow you can't. I couldn't have that. So I did return on Monday, um, but it was with my resignation letter, and I turned in my swipe badge, and, I, and I've never seen that building again. So you quit your job fully at in 2012? Yeah, kind of said, okay, so in 2012, you quit. Did you know what you wanted to do right after that? Did you have a direction for yourself? Because that that was like a full handover. It, it was like, you know what, let me... Yeah, no, it wasn't in 2012. It wasn't, because my daughter was born in 2013. Mm-hmm. This was like in 2015. Yeah. Going into 2016. So... Um, yeah, I just, I just left. I just jumped and I didn't, and I don't recommend anybody to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I, that's not? my story. Yeah. I, <laughs> if I know, if I knew what I knew now, I, I wouldn't have did that. I wouldn't let it have been led by emotion, even though it turned out. Did it feel like an intuitive decision though? Like for you or was it more of, I'm fed up. I'm just going to quit. Or was it like, you know what? I'm going to quit. And then I'm gonna figure it out. It was a, it was both. Okay, it was both. I I I think that God put me in a in a in a position. You know, God knows you best, and He knows what's gonna move you. If that wouldn't have happened, I would have still been there. At one point in my life, I was okay with just, you know, yeah, work thirty years and, you know, whatever they give you, pension mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Which it's you know, if that's your life, that's fine. Yeah, but. I wanted more. It was just that the fear outweighed, you know, my dreams and what I wanted. So at one point in my life, I was okay with just that. 
and doing nothing other than that. So when you jump, what happened after that? So when I jumped, um, I didn't have a plan. I didn't. I didn't have <laughs> no, no backup money. I okay. didn't have, you know, and I and I had two kids. So so that was like full jump, two kids. And twenty twelve. Yeah, and 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 um, so basically, it was close to the to the summertime. Oh, it was in the summertime. So I had this idea. I always knew that I wanted to work for work with children. I just didn't want to teach them. <laughs> So I, I, and it's great that you're aware of that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to teach children. When I started to have kids, I knew that that would be too much for me to to deal with kids all day and then to come home and deal with my own children. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I, I knew the public school system from the inside. Now, exactly. I knew about the busing system, so I had this idea of starting this transportation. How system. did you know about the busing system? Um. They're, they are Office of Pupil Transportation. So we also dealt with dealt with them as well okay. with working with DOE. So like, let's say if a parent has a child that t- takes the yellow bus and they wanted to make a complaint, they would call us. Okay. And that was like every day. You know, the buses were late. The buses were driving too fast. Okay, so you, you had experience dealing with complaints, which kind of gave you some insight into how people feeling about some stuff yeah and and just the the black and white version of the the public school system what does that mean meaning that um all of the rules and regulations we work close with like the chancellor's office um the 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 inside stuff that the parents don't know when they're doing these application Mm -hmm. processes and they're picking these schools like the parents don't know that you know, you put 12 schools down, but they're only considering you for one. Yeah. So it it kind of, it gave me a lot of information that I needed to make my next step. I was just so afraid. I had everything that I needed to... In terms of information? In terms of information. Okay. Now, I didn't have everything I needed as far as, like, re- you know, the resources, like the financial okay. part okay. of things. But I had everything that I needed. But had I not experienced that situation with the manager i would have still been there honestly yeah um and then so i said okay i'm going to we didn't have a van Mm -hmm. so i said okay i'm going to start a carpooling service at the time my son went to ps11 in clinton hills and i said i'm going to start at this school now i know the administrative staff i know the parents i know the teachers Oh, you were active in the school, I'm assuming? I was active in the okay. school. I said, if I can't make it at this school and I know these people, then this I probably <laughs> need to try, go back I, to hair and, you know. So Practical, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I said, I'm, I'm going to start where I know. Yes. I have to be able to get clients. Yeah, <laughs> I know these people. If they don't trust me, you know, so. Yeah. Um, they have, like, um, an email list of all the parents. All the administration. Oh, we getting into the tactics now. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. Now, at the time, I don't know this is like marketing. I'm just like, okay, I'm a part of you know PS11 listserv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with the PTA, all of the parents, all the administrative staff, and then they also had a website. Mm. So I said, okay, if I can get so, and then I went through the website. I wanted to see who was the competition. 
like if they had if there were like after school programs that had transportation if there were like you know regular transportation services you know who was on this list and how much did they charge so you know I, I called the transportation services I was acting like I was a parent one in and that's how I found out I found out how what I was going to charge you did your homework then mm-hmm. I I made up a flyer did a word document I made up a flyer and I had already had my name and everything and I said and I and I and I and I just sent it out to all of the parents at PS11 saying hey we're providing transportation service you know I laid you, out everything so did you have any cars when you said no out? I had one I think I had a Corolla at that time so I was like wait so, so, I didn't have so after you got so you did your research on the competition mm-hmm. and then you made your flyer in Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. You sent it out to the pe- the the email list mm-hmm. that you were doing transportation services mm-hmm. with a Corolla. Yeah. Okay. So and how I figured that I could do that, I was it there was I forget the name of the company, but they're in like um I want to say Texas, mm-hmm. Texas. I may be wrong. I forgot. And I remember seeing it one day. It was this? Uh, they 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 did like a story on this young lady, uh, young African American young lady, and she had like a carpooling service. But she had her her car like wrapped. Probably was a little bit bigger than the Corolla. Mm-hmm. But she, um, that's what she did. She went and she picked up kids and she. Picked them up from home, dropped them off to school, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I could do it, but she's using a regular car. She didn't she didn't have a van. Nice. So I said, Well, I can't get my car wrapped. I didn't have the money to do that. So I said, Okay, I'm gonna send this out. If we can get three kids, right? And an old enough child to sit in the front that was old enough to sit in the front, maybe like fifth grade or something yeah. like that. We were, you know, we were set. And the first week, we didn't get anything. So I was just like, oh, God, I gotta go pay for my job back. This is crazy. And I was just, I was devastated. That next week, we got about over 20 inquiries about transportation. So it blew my mind because I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm looking and I made like a little contact form and I'm looking at where the children live at. I'm like, whoa, none of these kids live in the school district. Like, they lived far. So then that told me another thing about the need. Okay. The need. The much, When you're dealing with a school in a district that is a, a really good public school, mm-hmm. um, it attracts. A, a, a lot of the kids don't live in that, in that zone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Apparently. You know, we had a corona, so we couldn't take 20 kids, but we took, like, the first four. Okay. And we did that, and that was successful. But then we kept getting, like, we just kept getting a flood of emails. And, and then we, I um, wrote the head of the PTA, and I was like, hey, I just started, I'm the parent. You know, I said my son's name, and we just started a uh, carpooling service. We're taking kids to school. You know, a private transportation service. And, and I was wondering if I can get uh, my business information on the school website. And she wrote me back. She said, sure, of course. You know, you're a parent here. So, and, and once we got on the website, that was it. That was, we got, it was like so overwhelming. 
that next year. So this was in September. The school year started in September. Mm -hmm. In February, we purchased our first 12 passenger van. And then that was it. The, The rest is history. Okay. So at this time, were you driving the vehicle? I was driving. I was driving up until it's 2019. I was driving for about two years. Okay, so you started 2012. No, I started 2016. So okay, so you started 2016. You drove two years until 20. 18. Until 2018. Okay. And so um, we expanded. I had a good friend of mine come in and um, that's her thing. She's like, um, she went to school. She has a degree in like HR Mm -hmm. and she sent me everything like I needed to know. So then there was something else that I had to learn about um, because now I'm hiring people. Okay. Now. And and, and I wanted to branch off and do other things. I had my third child, and I was actually still driving while I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, they say it's something about um, what do they call us, like solopreneurs or something like like you just don't want to let go. Yeah. Like I, I so you didn't want to let ang- go. I had this anxiety. I didn't want to hire any. I don't because I had one. I was attached to my students. Like yeah. you know when you are that involved, you know, even though I was just dropping them off and picking them up and I very big on customer service. So I'm just like, what happens when I'm not there? You oh, know You that, weren't scared that that was gonna fall apart. Yeah, because I'm just like, you know, now I have to hire people and it's like, you know, you're dealing with children and I'm a mother first. Yeah. And that's one of the most Precious, sensitive things that you can do is release your children yeah. into someone else's hands. I don't care if it's for five minutes. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I was like, you know, like every five minutes calling, is everything okay? And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't do this. And at one point I was like, I think I'm just going to go back to, to driving. Like I was so used to being in control of everything. So, so... You know, before we dive a little bit deeper into it, when you stopped driving for a little bit, did you venture off to start to do other stuff? Yes. Okay, so before we get there, mm-hmm. how do we get from the shy girl to my back is against the wall, like I, and I'm figuring all of this out, or like, t- tell me about that, because I, I would really like to know and other people would like to know as well too you know because that that's to to go through those phases you know there within those moments you know like there there's a lot of stuff like what what was some of the stuff that that even led to you it, instead of trying to go find another job mm-hmm. to you thinking all right these are two things that I like. L- let me dig into them. Mm-hmm. Let me strategize m- my whole way through and then power through it to the point where, because creative types, meaning that could be an engineer, people, some people paint, some people creative energies, creates businesses and stuff like that, you know, creative types, 
the real creative types like mm-hmm. don't like to let go of control so like you you had to learn a lot to even get there you know because i would say one of the things that business owners and you know like artist creators mm-hmm. they don't like to for instance like photographers don't like to let let, let go of the editing real estate brokers like to close the deals mm-hmm. um painters don't think about production that much like cuz they like to paint you know so what led to that stuff so that's been the personal development side of things okay so what triggered that and around when well i had already started dream and transportation services i want to say about 2017 I, I was full-fledged into business however does it come natural to you it came natural to me but just like with anything and i think with anyone if the personal development like if if, if you're not investing yeah. in your personal development on a consistent basis there's things that's gonna, you know, throw you off the road. It's gonna cut through if you if you're not investing. And it's also in, gonna come out in the business as well too. It's gonna come out in all, all areas of it, your it, life. Yeah, you know, your, everything. Yeah. Right. So it's just I agree like, with that. If if you're not handling the mental health part of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fact that you can't, you know, hold healthy relationships, so you you know you can't have healthy business relationships, like. You know, those things started to come up and I'm like, okay. You know, one night I was sitting right here on this couch and um, I was journaling. And I forget the book that I was reading, but it said, who do you have to be to, like, who do you have to be to get to where you want to go? Okay. And are you that person right now? Do mm-hmm. you possess those qualities mm-hmm. right now? So I ask myself that, you know, ultimately, what is all of this for? What is your what is your purpose? What is your ultimate goal in life? Yeah. And are you that person? Do you possess these characteristics right now to get from here all the way to there? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't. I didn't have I didn't have those character not all of them anyway how did you even become aware of that you know because a lot what's happening now is that the gateway to build a business on the internet is wide open to Mm -hmm. everybody right now you know and there's a lot of the times people will have the desire to open up a shop with something start xyz business Mm -hmm. but aren't necessarily say able to take rejection at a high level you know because it makes some people depressed or when they put a lot of energy into building a website building a logo getting their products and then they start and you know like the first two months three months maybe even you made less than five percent of the sales that you wanted for yourself Mm -hmm. you know like how were you aware of those things because I just didn't want to be a business owner. I just didn't want to, you know, uh, start a, a, a enterprise of businesses. There were things outside of my businesses mm-hmm. that I wanted to be. I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I wanted to be able to go out and actually inspire young women that were just like me that had been through these traumatic experiences and didn't necessarily know how to 
you know, go about healing yeah. or felt that, you know, they couldn't make it. There were wives out there that had husbands who were incarcerated and, you know, felt like they couldn't live a normal life or do everything that I was doing. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a leader. Yeah. You know, and that had nothing to do. And, and also on top of being a leader, I wanted to be a better mother. I wanted to be a better wife. I wanted to be a better woman, period. And that had nothing to do with my businesses. That had everything to do with um, getting to my higher self. My legacy didn't just stop at the businesses that yeah. I wanted to build. Who did I want to be as a woman? Yeah. You know, this, this person, you know, you want to go out and you want to inspire people. But, you know, you're not necessarily you know, living how yeah. you're telling people to live and you can't you can't counsel a mom that's overwhelmed and, you know, battling anxiety and, you know, or, or postpartum and you don't know the steps to, you know, uh, tell her to level herself out. You can't teach people about self-care if you're not taking care of yourself. I agree with that. Right? So I, agree with that. I decided to go to I said okay, um I've gotten myself pretty far. I've, I've done a deal of self-healing. And at that point, I had gotten myself far. But I knew that in order to be who this woman that I envisioned myself, to get to my what, highest potential. What did you do? I went to therapy. I got a therapist. Okay. And then we started to get into it. You know, things that I had, I didn't even know. I had very... So long ago that um, we're still there. Yeah. And, you know, even uh, certain things I was dealing with, you know, I have a 13-year-old. And I was young when I had my son. I was only 21. And I, I learned that even... I was 21 a year ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... Yeah. Um, even... Uh, communication, you know, with my old, I, I learned so much about myself. Yeah. I learned so much about myself and just how to deal with everyday life. I think that we all, all of our stories are different. All of our journeys are different. All of our paths are different. But what I learned from my investment in my self-development, that the survival skills are the same across the board. Yeah, they are. We're going to have times where, the, where we're depressed, you know, I may battle anxiety. You may battle anxiety. She may battle anxiety. And, you know, we're all in different fields. And we're all on different walks of life. But the skills that we need to survive in this world are the same. The way how I think about that is that the canvas is the same. Mm -hmm. The way how you paint the picture is different. Right. And... I just thought of that just now. Yeah, and it's (laughs) awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, like... I. I agree with that so much. And to allow myself to say, okay, so through therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I learned so much. I learned how to be able to roll with the punches. And now it's so organic to me, just like I was saying earlier, like, you know, a few things, you know, didn't go as planned, but I'm so used, it's embedded in me now to be optimistic. Like, it's like, you know, it's just like a, you know, it's going to happen. These things are going to happen. So do you feel like it's like in the burning core of you to operate 
on a level where you have autonomy over your life. Like, if, if you weren't doing it, like, you'd be miserable. Or if, say, something were to happen and then you had to pivot to a different d- direction in your life, that you'd be fine with that too. Yeah, I would be fine with that because okay. I. One of my quotes is to be flexible about the journey taken, never about the destination. You know, I have this. If 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 you tell me to write down how things are gonna go up until I become a, you know, a, a first generation billionaire, I'll say, okay, it's gonna happen this way, this way, this way, this way, and this way, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, as it always go, like no, it's gonna you gonna make a zigzag. Here you gonna make a left turn, here, and then you are gonna get hit, and that's okay, yeah. right? And that's what people don't understand is that it's gonna happen. You're gonna fail. You're gonna cry. You're gonna lose money. You're gonna be depressed. You're gonna you're gonna have anxiety. You're gonna have all of these things, and you just you gotta roll with it. You gotta roll with it, and know that. And I and I teach my children this: you always have a choice, right? I wake up and sometimes I'm like, I'm completely tired. I'm running off in two hours of sleep and I gotta get the kids up. I gotta make breakfast. I gotta get them off to school. I gotta come back here. I gotta send emails. I may have a meeting and I choose to focus on the blessings, yeah. everything that I have here because it can always be so much worse, right? It can, it, 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 and this I is, and also, that. this is the life I chose. Right? I chose to marry a man that was incarcerated. I chose to have three kids. I chose to open a business and, and have all of these things on my plate. And so, you know, I'm, I'm choosing to be happy in that and make it work for me. This yeah. is my story. I think a lot of people, they make choices and then they're like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Yeah. You, 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 you made this choice. Like, you was, you, yeah. you, what did you, you know? Something got to give. And, and, you know, this is just things that happen in life. Yeah. They happen in life. Disappointments. You know, people are not going to support you. Family is not going to support you. These are things, no matter who you are, you know, uh, if you come from money, you don't come from money. Just certain things are going to happen in life. And you have to be equipped with the skills to handle it. And be able to make that choice and be okay with it. And I've gotten to the point to where I'm always going to look on the brighter side of things. No matter what. Okay, you, you got to do this. But this didn't come in. So then you don't have this to wear. Okay, well, I'll put together something. I'm good at that. Yeah. So, you know, let's do it. It'll, it'll turn out good because what I, I'm very big on energy. And I know that what you put out, you definitely get back. You know, they have that saying, watch what you ask for. You, you just might get it. Yeah. But I say, watch what you ask for because you always get it. You, you are, always get it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, and that's why this has nothing to do with the conversation. But <laughs> that's why I like genies. Because... As opposed to like a magical wishes, mm-hmm. a genie, you got to be specific about what you ask for. Because it, if you say the genie, I, I want a million dollars, the genie going to put some added problems in it too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a whole bunch of riffraff and stuff. And it's like, all right, I want this. And, and the way I think about it as it applies to real life is that you ask for something and then there's things that you have to navigate through and obstacles that you have to pass through in order to get to that thing. Yeah. Because nothing comes without a cost. Everything has a cost. Of Everything has a cost. And, and, and again, we always have... And I, people 
underestimate the power of choice. That is such a blessing and a powerful Especially in the world that we live in now, it is more practical now to build a business after you do your nine to five mm-hmm. on top of the internet. Yeah. Because there's nobody that's standing in between you and I from reaching the people that we want to do it. I could have a blog about Lucky Charms mm-hmm. or Power Rangers or Pokemon or talk about sports if I'm into that or fashion yeah. on a consistent basis, acquire attention and then get flown out to speak at the new Lucky Charms conference for the 2019 redesign. Some random stuff yeah. like that, but they exist. Yeah. Because the world is transforming and it's it has already transformed. Like kids are watching videos on their phones. They're searching the internet with voice without being able to type. Yeah. And all this stuff, you know, and now it, it it wasn't as practical as this twenty years ago even you know because where where uh, where where you gonna find the email list from or the contact list or searching people on LinkedIn by their job title oh hey you know I've started to do this and blah 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 so where are you right now because you started you gave up some control meaning you stop driving the vehicles and you hit the point where you're expanding walk me through that so because you didn't want to stop driving but you got over that mm -hmm. so I, i want you to walk us from there so one of the things that is so funny right so one of the things that allow me to let go and do all of the other things that I have wanted to get what, into. What does those other things mean? Um, like, I, this year I started Keys Closet okay. in my boutique. Um, I always loved clothes. I always loved um, like makeup and things like that. And just the epitome of everything, woman. What You know, you get up, you get dressed, you feel good and things like this. I, I wanted to, to, to get back into that and I did mm-hmm. a March of this year and you know, sometimes I'm ashamed to say one of the things that we went over in one of my therapy sessions and you know, uh, I had one of the first sessions, like I had to write down like everything that I wanted and it, it kept uh, okay. the word wealth kept coming up I wanted to be wealthy, 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 okay. wealthy. So Clearly, that... I didn't know what wealth meant because I thought that it had everything to do with the money. Right? Okay. A lot of people do, but it's more so, it's about time. Right? How long can you go without putting any physical energy into your business and be okay? Right? That's what, that's when you talk about a person being wealthy, like indefinitely, they never have to work again and they can still continue to make money. And ultimately, that's what I wanted to be. So we talked about that and I'm like, if 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 I don't want to let this go and bring in people that are just as smart or even smarter than me to run this while I do this and then I do it again and over and over and over again until I don't have to put any physical energy you know, I could be on vacation with my kids and I'm and I'm still making money. So that's what I said, okay, I gotta you know, I gotta move on. I think that I've I've set the foundation here. Yeah. And 
I got to move on. So then that's when I started Key's Closet. And I really, really, really wanted to go out. And I, and I wanted to speak specifically to young girls 13 to 18. Because that's when I started to have my issues. That junior high school fate, that those years right there, yeah. I believe are the make it and break it years. The make it or break it years. Like when you yeah. start figuring out who you truly are. And I said, okay. Um, and then again, I had just had another baby. So, I'm like, uh, I, I wanted to be, he was the only one, my, my last son was the only one that I was able to stay home with and um, breastfeed and watch him grow. And, and it was such you know, a beautiful thing and, and, and still able to do what I had to do yeah. as far as, as, as business-wise. Um, so I did that. I, I started Keys Closet. I started out with motivational shirts. Okay. And I had like 50. I did like 50. And I just wanted to test and see how people would like it, my ideas. Um, I had wrote it down. And it's funny, I keep it because I said that in the next couple of years, I'll be at like Black Girls Rock or whatever. And I want to show this journal because literally everything that I put in here, I do. I manifest it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I had like, I can't draw, but I had like a square box with yeah. the sayings <laughs> and stuff like that. And I had yeah. wrote it down. I put it in my phone. So, I said, okay, I have the opportunity. I did like 50 shirts and um, they, they sold out. And then I got more, and then I, um, what I decided to do was, um, at the time, I was just, like, um, speaking at, at as many um, events as I could. You know, get it, no one knew me, so I had to get myself out there as a speaker. But what I did ask them was, is, okay, if I'm going to do this, was I able to sell mm-hmm. my shirts? And I was, and um, they would sell out at the events. I remember one of the first events I did um, was at an organization um, like a Moms Anonymous. And it was a club, you know, like for mothers and they come and, you know, they talk about everything that had to do with motherhood. And you know, they were looking at the shirts. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they, you know, they liked them. So I'm like, you know, but no one was buying them. And I got up there and spoke and it was one particular lady it was, it was so funny because she was like, she asked me how much the shirts were and I was like, $20. And she's like, oh, I wish I had it. But after I spoke, she mysteriously found $40 and bought two shirts, right? And so then something came over me and it's like, they like me. Okay. They like who I am, right? Because nobody was buying shirts when they didn't know that I had anything, you know, that <laughs> I was just sitting there yeah. with the shirts. But after I spoke... And they heard my story, and that resonated with them. There were women that were actually crying in the audience, and um, wow. I sold out in maybe less than five minutes. I had my down my fifty friend, shirts. No, I had got more. I had sold out of the fifty shirts. Okay. But then I had got more shirts, and I took. I want to say maybe I had twenty shirts there. I couldn't take everything because I I had my friend come along and she assisted me for the night, and I drove. And um, I just threw everything in the, in, in, in the back of my car. And I'm like, okay. And we, we sold out. Um, I think maybe I had one shirt left over. Maybe. But the, the point was, is, is like, you know, and that just gave me even more 
confirmation and more confidence that, you know, you're enough. That, you know, your story blew them out the water so much that they, somebody that didn't have $20 ended up with $40. Because it's real. You know, I'm just like, whoa, what are you doing here? She's <laughs> like, I'm going to take two. And I'm like, where did you get, mysteriously get $40 from? Yeah. Right. So it was, it was like amazing. And since then, I've just been constantly... Um, Every day, you know, bettering myself, doing something that involves my personal development, making sure that I'm as transparent mm-hmm. and as authentic as possible because, you know, we live in a day of social media where nothing is authentic and nothing is, yeah. you know, it's I, just like, you know, you, you I hear show so up, much. you show up and, you know, you wake up looking like this. I don't wake up looking like this. I, you know. I, some days I'll be honest like I don't run a comb through my hair because it's so yeah. you know go and, and I and I allow them to see that yeah because it, it's a part of the, the journey too you know what I'm saying because not even that I just hate when people go speak about things that they're not fully invested in or have no experience in. Mm-hmm. I only talk about photography mm-hmm. I talk about the marketing damn things marketing and branding related that I've um, experienced mm-hmm. and the things that I do nothing else yeah. I, I'm not gonna get up here trying to be a sports commentator <laughs> or, or 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 like no fashion expert or no modeling expert yeah. though I do have experience working with models because that's what I've been doing for the past five years yeah. but um, people do that too much and, and, and you can feel when it's coming you can feel when they're not fully invested in it I feel it yeah, and it's like, you know, uh, somebody is going to come back to me and say, you know, you told me to do this, but it doesn't quite feel like this, and I don't, I, and this doesn't look good on me, or I don't look like this, and I don't feel like this, and, you know, you, I, I, I pride myself on that because it's like, that's the goal, Yeah. right? That's the goal to allow... And, and I say it all the time, I'm, I'm doing it with three kids and an incarcerated husband. So there's nothing that, you know, uh, everything is possible, I believe. Yeah. Everything is possible. Especially with some humility, practicality, mm-hmm. and some patience. Yeah, and, and, and just, like I said, understanding the power of choice. I think, again, people don't realize how powerful choice is. And I know that because... I have a set of eyes here, and I have an incarcerated husband that a lot of the things that he do, he doesn't have a choice in. Somebody tells him when to get up. Somebody tells him when to go to sleep. Somebody tells him when to eat. So I have day-to-day conversations with a person that sees life through a different lens, and we find more appreciation and just the things that I can control. You know, I'm married to a person that doesn't really have control over much, right? So to have control over your life and the choices that you make and how you feel and what you do, that's something not to be taken for granted. That's very powerful. Yeah. That's very powerful. Like I can choose to no matter what the temporary circumstances may be, I can get up and I can choose to be happy. And actually be happy. That's a blessing. Yeah. I you know, like I said, if I did 
nothing else in my life, um, I'm okay. I'm happy with me. I'm good. So, you know, I, I, and, 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 and that's what I want to convey to my audience, to the women who listen to my podcast, hear me speak, buy my shirts, buy my clothes, is that it's you. Mm-hmm. It's all you. You're enough. That's, you know, that's what I learned. It's, it's all me. And, you know, uh, you, you look at, uh, you, if you go on Target or you go on somebody else's stuff, like, you know, some of the things are not that cute. They're not great. It's not like blown out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you buy Gucci or Louis Vuitton, right? People are paying for the name because it's them. It works across the board. Yes, it does. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, Branding. Brand relationships, right? It's like they're, they're paying not for um, this shirt, this plain shirt that I have on. This is going to sell it, out because... It's, it's the idea of it. Right. So the, the iPhone is just a phone. But what they do or... Let me say what I believe they do because I'm not making the... Yeah. <laughs> what I believe that they do is that when they're selling the phone, they focus on the camera. Or an ad that I saw today when they were talking about the Apple Watch, they were talking about how it measures your heartbeat, mm-hmm. it tracks your cycle, mm-hmm. and it does something else, and it tells time too. Mm-hmm. And Nike, they make you feel like an athlete. Yeah. Eat. When you put the clothes on, you like I, and I walk through the Nike store in Soho. The first floor is just an experience. You go in there, it has nothing to do with <laughs> shoes. You know, like there's some up, balls right? going, yeah, like a little play area, some yeah. colors going on over there. And when I go look on the shoes, I'm like sixty dollars. And I say to myself, they can do that because of how they position themselves. Yeah, you know because. Anybody can get up and sell some shorts. But it is the fact that... And this is why I love stories. Because they've been telling the story of honoring athletes for years. Yeah. So, your brand is just your reputation. Like, that's how people feel about you. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And, And the stronger they feel about you, the more, like... In addition to the more attention you have, which all sums up to be your reputation, the more powerful that is, you can do almost anything. Yeah, and it's like, if you're going to buy my clothes, if you're going to come and hear me speak, if you're going to be behind this brand, it's like, I, I, I genuinely care about people. Yeah. Right, I genuinely care. I'm, 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 I'm very big advocate for mental health. I'm a very big advocate. Again, I was one of those girls, and I think that um, I come in contact with so many young women that are lost. Mm-hmm. Right, and again, we have social media backing this up. Like, you gotta look a certain way. You got to have your hair like this. Mm-hmm. You got to be 15 and have a face full of makeup and lashes and doing all of these things. And you're still not happy. You're still not fulfilled. That's a problem. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not, and I want to be a part of fixing that. So I'm definitely going to be authentic each and every time. Listen... 
This is what I went through. This is what I was born into. These are the choices that I made. This is how I was able to get myself out and help myself to become the woman I am today. And, you know, I didn't come from money. I didn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't handed anything on a silver spoon. And I'm just like you. I'm you and you and me. I, I never want to come from or make anyone feel that, that like, you know, I'm here and, I, and I've always been here. There's a lot of heartache and pain and tears and, and, and fighting. And I would argue to some extent that you're still doing some of the, th- the, the the same things that got you here. It's a lifelong process. Yeah. Right? Personal development is a lifelong mm-hmm. process. I'm only 35. I, you know, um, and I never understood it until, and I'm, and I'm, and even now I'm just realizing, my mother always used to say to me, you don't become a woman until you're 40. Right? You just tipping it. So, I'm still a baby, technically. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? I'm only 35. I, 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 um, visited my aunt and she's expected to pass 96 years old. That's my grandmother's twin sister. Mm-hmm. And um, even though her body is frail and she's there and I was the youngest out of the bunch so I don't have a lot of like um, my memories fade out. Yeah. But of these last days of hers the most beautiful thing that I saw about that is, you know, what a blessing that is to live to see 96, one. Yeah. And to have been a woman of, you know, such class and in, in, in integrity. And again, I lost my grandmother in 2012. And um, she was born in, they were born in 1922, had an eighth grade education, and I've never met, I've never met a woman, uh, the most strongest, classiest, smart, financial literate, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, this is with an eighth grade education. So I say all of that to say that it has nothing to do with these material things and now those are just the means right the mm-hmm. business yeah the money those are just the means to be able to, to do mm-hmm. and help you know yeah but that's that's what it's about when i leave and you know when i leave my legacy and my children and my children's children again i'll go back to the question i asked myself when i was sitting on the couch what type of woman do you want to be when i'm if I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by my children, everything that I've created, you know, my children, my children's children, and maybe even my children's children's children, and to transition out and to be surrounded by that, that's a, that was, that's what, I, you know, I left it. That's the most amazing thing. And in the end, it has nothing to do with all of this. Yeah. It has nothing to do with even this. Yeah. Right? It has something to do with in here. Who you know who I am as who I am as a woman, uh, the values that I stand on, my integrity, my love. You know I love hard. Um, how I treated people, the relationships I had, and like I said, that have nothing to do mm-hmm. with you know all the other stuff and you know uh, uh, who did I help? 
who did I inspire? These girls that I talked to, these women, these these mothers, these uh, children who have parents that are incarcerated. Who did I mentor? Who did I help? Who did I leave an impact on? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is my purpose to help to help heal, to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, to put somebody in the right direction so they can be the best woman or man. You know. That they can be, I just do the businesses for the means, you know, yeah. to to help produce, uh, you know, yeah. to, uh, uh, however they say. You to, know. to, um, you, the business is there to scale your love. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that's, that's my, my ultimate goal, just to be the best person, human being that I can be. We put so much energy into trying to be a good person than just being a good person. Like, you know, if you're going to put all that energy into lying and, you know, maybe (laughs) you might as well just be a good person. But that's my ultimate goal to be able to just be the best woman that I could be. The best mother, the best wife, just to to be the best person that I could be. Thank you. (laughs) That's it. That's all. That's it. And that's all. And to help other people be the best that they can be because it's everything is called anything is possible if you have the right amount of energy and and and, and determination and love behind it you can do anything so that's I, it <laughs> nah, I, I love Thank that you. <laughs> everything is possible i, I love that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, i i love that <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out every Thursday, every week. I am ready to come and cultivate your life. I hope that you are cultivated by today's podcast. Don't forget to follow Women of Empowerment on Instagram and on Facebook at W-O-E-I-N-C, okay? And if you want to check us out on our website, it's www.woeincfl.com. Org. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next Thursday.